Atlanta has been very, very good to me. Um, I've been very successful in this city, and now I own uh, five different restaurants and lounges, as well as three salon suites. So uh, four of the businesses that I have, um, I partnered with the rapper Two Chains and doing those. So the first spot that we did together was called Escobar Restaurant and Tapas. It's uh, located at 327 Peter Street in Castleberry Hills, which is right by the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We then went to open up Members Only Lounge and Restaurant. We've had that for about two years. Uh, last year, we opened up Esco South, so that spot has wow. been open up for about a year. And then most recently, we just opened up Esco Seafood. Hey, what's going on? It's your host, Tolu Oyemi, doing the most. Let's get to it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at tolu.owoyemi. Now, back to the episode. All right, what's going on, my masterminders? It's another beautiful day out here. Man, we got a legend in the house who is Snoop, a.k.a. 2 Chain's uh, business partner, you know, Escobar. I mean, a whole suite of businesses across Atlanta, probably across the world, too, as well. But Snoop, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the reason why I'm so excited about this interview is because I, I think you're excited about life. I think you're excited about the potential of the future and what it holds and these ideas that you have because you, you seem to have like a knack for getting your ideas out into businesses. But, you know, before we talk all about that, let's give us a background introduction, you know, for those people who don't really know who you are. You know, tell us okay, about yeah, that. for sure, for sure. So for those who don't know who I am, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I reside here in Atlanta, Georgia. Originally, I was born in Detroit, Michigan. Ended up moving to Nashville when I was around the age of 11. I went to middle school as well as high school and college in Nashville, went to Vanderbilt, graduated from Vanderbilt University at the age of 20, went to college. Wait, hold up, hold up, 16. hold up, hold up, hold up. Now, for people who don't know out there, Vanderbilt ain't no joke. Like, nah, uh-uh. that's, that's not university. a, that's, you, you, you come out of high school, you something else. You, you, mm-hmm. you go in as one thing and you come out and you know some stuff, you, you ready to go. But, uh, and to graduate at such a young age too as well. For sure. That, that must, that must have mean you were, you were in there, you, you you were cutting up. You weren't playing no games. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I also, you know, went through a few hardships. You know, I had my daughter um, at the age of 15, got pregnant when I was 14, first time I had sex. And, you know, ended up going to Vanderbilt, majored in economics. And just like most people, really didn't know what I was going to do after that. Uh, went through a lot of trials and tribulations and just hit my hands in a lot of various different uh, fields and industries and uh, opened up several different types of businesses before I, before I finally found my neck in the hospitality industry. I actually opened up my first lounge when I was 24 and uh, wow. it was a complete bust, complete failure. I was up for about two months and shortly thereafter I ended up moving to Atlanta, Georgia where I just really, you know, got my feet wet and found a home, you know, for my entrepreneurial mindset and for some of the ideas and some of the things that I wanted to do. And I've been here for about 11 years. Atlanta has been very, very good to me. Um, I've been very successful in this city. And now I own uh, five different restaurants and lounges as well as three salon suites. So uh, four of the businesses that I have, um, I partnered with the rapper Two Chains and doing those. So the first 
spot that we did together was called Escobar Restaurant and Tapas. It's uh, located at 327 Peter Street in Castleberry Hills, which is right by the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We then went to open up Members Only Lounge and Restaurant. We've had that for about two years. Uh, last year, we opened up Esco South, so that spot has wow. been open up for about a year. And then most recently, we just opened up Esco Seafood, which is on which is in Ed, Edgewood. Um, I also own Crave Restaurant solely by myself. That's in Little Five Points, and then I've got the three salon suites, as I mentioned, um, in various spots around the city. We've got one location downtown, another location on the north side, and then one on the south side of Atlanta. Oh my God, y'all, y'all hear this? <laughs> this is like a resume sheet. You know what? <clears throat> You remember the verses with uh, Jeezy and Gucci and uh, Jeezy was like, yeah, but I got real estate and I own half of Atlanta. I feel like I'm feeling that from you right now. because, And it's so interesting, too, as well, because I think the more and more I'm starting to speak to a lot of entrepreneurs is like the ones that went through a lot of hardship early on in life, as long as they just kept their head up and kept pushing, it's like all that transforms into major success. And you know first thing i was going to ask you is that i was watching some of your interviews where, where do you get this accent from is that that's not was that texas <laughs> i don't know i think it's just like a mix of, of both places i'm not sure it's definitely a very unique accent though <laughs> that, that's right that's right i was like where is this from? i was like is that the, the, the barbecue texas is like that don't sound like detroit that sound like some louisiana you know some like mardi gras mist or something else but <clears throat> talk about um you said at a very young age you got pregnant right so mm -hmm. how did that affect your mindset moving forward like what did you feel at that time and then how did it affect your mindset um well it greatly affected my mindset because um, my daughter actually spent the first four years of her life in foster care um and so that was you know definitely you know pulled on me mentally um my mom you know did not want me to keep her because she felt like it would uh, derail you know all of my you know future dreams and aspirations however I just couldn't see myself having a child and putting them up for adoption uh, which was supposed to be uh, what, what is what was supposed to happen and so once I got my daughter back you know things just kind of clicked you know and I was able to really you know focus on uh, you know, my life goals and dreams and things of that nature. But I think having a child young, it gives you a certain amount of hunger uh, mm. versus, you know, people who, you know, don't have kids and they're just kind of relying on themselves. But, you know, when you know that you have somebody that's relying on you to eat, uh, someone that looks up to you, you know, that you want to end up being a good role model for, uh, I think that that is, you know, has been very influential, you know, on my mindset and you know me just staying focused throughout these years and you, you know what is interesting you said this hunger and that's that's what i feel for me i feel like you have and it allows you to just cut through all the bs it allows you to organize things it allows you to set up plans and like a quarterback and just like put together like audibles like how how do you use that hunger on a day-to-day -day basis to kind of uh, accomplish your goals? I mean, I think, you know, now it's just there, you know what I'm saying? Like I wake up, you know, with that drive, you know, knowing what I want to do. Um, I totally believe in, you know, crushing my goals, you know, on a daily basis. So, and just staying focused and, you know, making sure that everything that I do is aligned, you know, with my goals. Mm. Um, you know, that's, you know, very important to me, you know, making sure my steps are aligned with my goals, making sure that I have the right circle around me, that I have people that were up 
that are upwardly mobile, um, people that are wanting to be successful themselves. Um, those are the type of people that I like to surround myself with. You know, I don't like to just be the most successful person in the room or that's right. um, the only one that's, you know, grinding to be successful and then everybody else is just kind of feeding off of them you know i've seen a lot of circles that are that way um and mm. so that's you know the total opposite for me got you so you know when i was seeing these other interviews you were talking about you came from two hustlers mm -hmm. mom was a hustler your dad he was like one of the biggest drug dealers in detroit so mm -hmm. I mean that to be in that kind of environment is like you know you dripping with the flavor you dripping with the sauce because that's the experience whether or not but how did going through all of that especially because you saw economics probably at an early age you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. you you got this you got product i, I got money like what's up so how, how do you take some of that experience from you know way back in the day and apply it to your businesses now yeah so i mean i i totally feel like you know you're either a hustler or you're not you either have mm. it or you don't you know and so um i think as far as like applying it to my businesses it's you know not giving up you know what i'm saying it's using some of those economic principles even if it's from you know my dad selling drugs or whatever the case may be you know even to to be a, a good drug dealer you know you have to be a good business person you know what i'm saying and that's a whole business you know legal or illegal you know that you're actually running you know my mom she was a hustler but from a legal standpoint you know just always you know working hard you know saving um you know trying to invest you know for her kids you know for the future so it was like i got to see two different sides of it um wow. and you know for a lot of my lifestyle um especially in the beginning you know i started off uh, of course in a corporate lifestyle and then i kind of got derailed and i went into um a lot of the illegal things as well and then kind of came back on the tracks and so you know i've seen so many different sides of it and i've gone through so many different things and i think all of all of those things you know you can use those to run your business and make it successful you know what i'm saying whether it's legal or illegal exposure mm, legal or illegal exposure and talking about that i saw too as well that when you're talking about you derailed for a little bit you were talking about how you became a madame how you were selling pills and you know drugs and you know food stamp owning businesses and you were talking about like just just talk about that a little bit like your your mindset i mean obviously you're trying to get money but how did you transition out of it like what caused you to be like you know what i ain't going now i ain't doing it like that no more yeah i think you know just going through a lot of things back to back and just seeing you know just wanting to change my life so even just getting into it uh with even having a college degree from vanderbilt um, I started getting into just a, a lot of the entertainment and nightlife industry, which is where you have a lot of people that, you know, um, abuse substances. Um, and mm. so during 2008, 2009, where you had the stock market crash, the real estate market crash, uh, I was heavily invested in real estate. I was heavily invested into the stock market. I was a financial advisor at the time. So uh, when both of those things, you know, kind of went south, uh, I just kind of went back to not necessarily what I know, but what was in my blood line, you know what I'm saying? And that was, you know, to sell drugs, um, to become a madam, etc. So in doing those things, you know, it took me through a lot of dark days, um, and a lot of ups and downs, you know, being arrested and just going through so many things. And, you know, at some point you get tired, you know, you get tired of living the wrong way. And, you know, for people that are religious or even spiritual, you know, you understand that, hey, God isn't necessarily going to bless me and I'm not going to really get the things that I want in life if I'm not living the right way. Definitely. And I think too as well, 
you know, talking about spiritually and, you know, now that you're on a like more positive trajectory, you're able to impact people's lives, you know, because, you know, when you, uh, a lot of people going down that other route, <clears throat> you're negatively influencing people's lives. So you kind of like, like that karma and like, you know, spiritually, you're not in a good position. But it's interesting, you know, talking about, let's flip it, you know, restaurants and what you got going on. I think nowadays, you know, when you combine, you know, two chains, you know, with anything, you know, especially I could see why he chose you as a business partner or a high worked out just because, you know, you're extremely sharp. But how did, you know, I think, man, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people out there is like, how did that happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, because a rapper, the fame that they have and it's like and your business savvy and street skills and hustle like but talk, talk to us about that uh yeah so number one in order for most of the time for um a rapper to even have a successful business they have to have somebody like me by their side you know they're not making the menu they're not running the business they're not doing any of the hiring they're not doing any things for the most part they're just slapping their name on the business and um that's just a good way to kind of jump start the business off marketing wise however they have to have somebody that they can trust um, that's going to run that business. And that also is not going to mind that they're not doing as much of the work and, and getting the majority of the credit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, it's, it's, it's a catch 22 there as well. But um, how we linked up is pretty much um, I used to own a spot called the Hookah Hideaway that was pretty popular here in Atlanta. It was an after hours uh, spot. Um, it was one of my very first successful lounges. Um, it was super small, but very, very successful. And I had decided that I wanted to do another spot here in Atlanta and so I wanted to be on Peter Street because when I first moved here there was a lot of you know black owned bars and businesses and things you know back to back and growing up you know part of my life in Nashville that was not something that you necessarily saw and so I was very motivated and intrigued by that and so I wanted to open up something in that area as well and just so happened that my realtor um, knew, knew his realtor and business manager and he had already owned the spot um, which we would later turn into Escobar um, but he had already owned that spot and so um, they hooked us up we ended up meeting um, and we just like really clicked and the rest is kind of history you know and each year you know we have grown you know from being not only business partners but you know being friends and you know as well um, and just you know coming together you know on a business level knowing hey this is what you bring to the table this is what I bring to the table I totally trust you to run these businesses hey you go out and you continue to be two chains because that also adds certain amount of value to our businesses as well the hotter you are the hotter your current songs are the hotter your albums are etc and so um, it's just a, a business relationship that just really really works well together and I think you know, it's so interesting because you're right, you know, with him being the the face of it, a lot of publicity, a lot of attention, and he not doing as much of the work, you know, a lot of responsibility falls on your shoulders. But everything you've been through, you 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 ready to slice and dice that up so you can easily handle it. Um, and then another thing too as well is interesting because other business owners that are out there, and I think I saw you were helping a client open up their restaurant or something of that nature so when uh -huh. people are like oh that's the person behind the success 
of Two Chains Escobar. We gotta pull her in. We gotta do a business consultation X Y Z. So all of a sudden, it makes it it makes you more valuable to society. You know, in terms of uh, the back end, especially with seasoned business owners that are you know like in the community. You know that you know want to get things up and popping like we see nowadays. So it's interesting. And I think probably for you even more to see that development and see people who you probably never thought would reach out to you, but you know, reaching out to you, uh, wanting to bring you probably on the board or uh, business consultations, or can you can you come in and you know help with some of the um, the upstart of the business? Yeah, so definitely. You know, in the beginning, um, you know, I was not you know as well known. Of Courses to change, but now here in Atlanta, definitely, you know, um, I probably have just as many people coming to the restaurant for me as he do, does. I'm constantly wow. getting awards for various different things. So, you know, my celebrity, you know, has definitely grown as well. Um, and a small portion of that came with, you know, um, hats off to him, him sharing his platform with me, but, you know, just me doing the work and people seeing and respecting and realizing that, you know, people with, they really know, they know that, like, okay, this is Snoop doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Um, and that has allowed me to be able to turn that into um, a whole other business for me with, you know, um, my hospitality group and, you know, doing business consultations, um, restaurant consulting, mentorship programs, courses and different things of that nature. Because let's, let's be real, you know, I don't mean to throw us under the bus, but, you know, especially like the black community, we're not exactly, you know, what I'm saying, the sharpest when it comes to business, especially some of us, like we got great ideas and, you know, we got the energy, you know, we go, we, but then when it comes to like being specific with like KPIs and, you know, uh, are we hitting certain goals and like objectives and things of that? So I think people can definitely use all the help. And, you know, one thing that I heard you say that I think you mentioned it in a couple of different interviews, you were talking about character. And like character means a lot to you and you know the people that you surround yourself with but why does character mean a lot to you it's simply like i was saying you know with even getting out of the streets and with some of my you know illegal dealings because you know if you're not right with them you're not going to get what it is that you want in life you know what i'm saying you might get to a certain level um but you're not gonna really achieve that level of success that you really want to you know if you're not doing the right things by people you know what you put out in the atmosphere is what you receive back oh man talk about it that's that's 100 percent true okay so as a business owner you know one of the major things that business owners have to do is you got to pit out fires. You know, something unexpectedly happened, something blew up. This person said they leaving if this don't happen. Somebody, you know, poured something here. Like, what are, what are some of the, or like some of the memory, like the funny ones that you've been through that you were like looking back, you like, yo, oh my God, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah so one story that i can think of offhand on the, in the first year of opening up uh escobar um i had a gm who you know she could be short-tempered from time to time and then i also had a guy who was helping with our menu um and he could as well and so and they actually were about to get into a physical fight and was running around the back of the restaurant chasing each other you know trying to fight each other and it was just like like what the hell like am I dealing with here like I'm, I'm a, a, a whole babysitter you know what I'm saying I'm a referee you know I'm out here trying to break up fights and you know run a restaurant and things of this nature but so glad that you said it 
And because, you know, that's so true, you know, especially at the point of dealing with like, you know, eight businesses, like uh, immediately once I get off this podcast, it's going to be something from somebody, maybe not necessarily a fire or quote unquote fire or, you know, a problem, but, you know, something, somebody updating me on something, somebody telling me something, you know what I mean? Every week, um, there's something that we need to overcome, you know what I'm saying? So that's right. Especially with the amount of growth that we've had in the past year, you know, we've grown from a few businesses to a full fed fledged company. And so when you're doing that, you've got employer employee laws, you've got all type of things that you have to keep up with and um, people trying to come into the restaurant and fake a slip and fall, you know, so they can sue mm. you because they know the two chains is linked to the restaurant. So um, there's so many different various things, you know, that you go through and especially in this industry, you know, when people say that the restaurant industry is one of the hardest industries to be in, they are not lying at all. Yep. And one thing, I actually, uh, I did some marketing for a restaurant here in Maryland. And one of the things I remember was that the profit margin is is not like uh, uh, compared to other businesses they were like it's like five to fifteen percent yeah like it was like yeah one of the things too you know it's just that like you know in this industry your money goes through so many hands before it hits your hand you know what i'm saying you got bartenders dealing with your servers dealing with your bar managers general managers you know what i mean and you hoping that by the time that dollar you made by the time it gets to your bank account that it's still a dollar and not 60 cent you know what i'm saying so Mm. um but yeah you know you've got a lot of different expenses so there are just so many details details to pay attention to in this industry as well. You've got food costs, alcohol costs, um, you've got insurances, you've got rent or, or, or um, mortgage payment, whatever one you're doing, whether you're leasing or owning the building, but you know, something that you're paying, you know, for that land. Um, you've got just a plethora of different insurances that you can have from uh, general liability insurance, liquor liability insurance, um, employers insurance you know workers comp insurance you know um i I could probably go through about five to six different types of insurances um that i have on each and every one of my restaurants you know what i'm saying so it keeps you uh, then now we have covid you know what i mean and all of these different measures and guidelines that we have to follow and we're responsible for uh helping to stop the spread of covid so uh definitely a lot of responsibility definitely a lot of weight you know what i mean um on the owner and operators and manager shoulders for sure and i love the fact that you said you know owners and managers because as a successful business owner you know delegation you got to be able to uh delegate and pass down responsibilities like what are some of your systems for delegation because obviously you're one person you can't do even though you probably have the energy to do like every single thing but you're gonna get drained out but I don't. How do you- <laughs> I don't have to do every single thing. Uh, you know, I'm a mother. I've got, you know, um, I'm in a long-term relationship. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm someone's daughter, sister, etc. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yes, having those systems in place, like I spoke on in my Earn Your Leisure interview, um, you have to have systems in place so that you can know what's going on, even if you aren't there. Because, you know, you can't be there every minute, every second. Even if you only have one business, you know what I'm saying? You can't be there every minute, every second. So some of the systems that I have in place are weekly reports. Um, I have shift um, inventory reports. You know, reports are basically your best friend. And I sit down and I go through those reports in detail. Um, I do managers meetings. 
I used to do them once a week, but now since I have so many businesses um, and call myself, you know, trying to have a life of my own on the side, I do those about once a month. Um, I hired a director of operations and for about a year, I trained him to know most of the things that I know. And then you just That's get right. to the point where you start replacing yourself. You start looking at the things that you spend the most time doing and you hire either people or companies to do so. So now I'm at the point where I rather would hire a company because employees can sometimes just be a headache. You know, they get to trying to want to mm. sue you afterwards. And it's, we're, we're in a big age of suing my employer. But you have to get to the point where you start replacing yourself and you have to look at, okay, well, what do I spend the most of my time on? Or what is it that I'm doing that I don't like to do that I can take off of my shoulders and have somebody else doing? Also, another thing that we have to look at is a lot of times, you know, the owner of the business or whoever started it ends up being the CEO of the company, but they're not necessarily qualified to be the CEO of the company. They're just running that business because it's their business. Um, so sometimes you have to totally replace yourself altogether. Now, I feel like I'm good at doing this in this industry because I've been doing this for so long, but it may get to the point where I've got 20 or 25 of these restaurants and I actually replace myself totally altogether. You know what I mean? Um, hey, and so, you know, you have to definitely. look at that and realize, you know, when you've gotten to that point. Um, and so um, you just want to get to the point where you start replacing yourself, you know, um, and that you bring on people that are either just as smart as you or smarter than you so that your company can continue to advance and grow. And I think that's probably one of the most beautiful feelings in life when you can sit back and be like, I, I replaced myself with somebody who's accountable to me. And this person has maybe absorbed or taken on some of my mannerisms and they're keeping a lot of things in check. And I can go to sleep a little bit better at night knowing that before that situation gets to me, I have somebody in front that takes that tackle, that you know tackles that situation as best to their ability so that by times it gets to me, I can make a quick snap move on it because a lot of times we don't have all of those in, when that situation comes, boom, it comes at you full force. But when you have the, the people and, and, and uh, pieces in place and you know these people that you really trust and like you said, you spent a year training them, you already know like, they're going to be able to uh, attack that situation in order to resolve it or even, you know, flip it into a more positive situation and get things uh, even running off into a better degree. So and I think that's high level thinking right there. That's you, you don't see. That's why most businesses, I think they said within the first year or something, one to five years, like 80 percent of businesses fail. Um, I wanted to ask you, yeah. you know, on the. Uh, <laughs> Who's the brother with the glasses? You know, in the videos where uh, it's, you're talking like, okay, you know, we're gonna have this panel right here. You were like, is the upstairs done? You know, like, let's go check the upstairs. And oh, that's I, one of my restaurant consulting clients. Got you, got you, got you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, you know, one thing to kind of like, as we kind of uh, wrap up, but community you know, and us being in the black community. And it's kind of interesting nowadays, you know, because back then it wasn't cool to be smart. It wasn't cool to have these things going on for you, you know, and now we're seeing an explosion of brothers coming out with stock market knowledge, sisters with, you know, e-commerce businesses, and they're literally changing the face of the game. And that development is happening quicker and quicker. You know what I'm saying? Like you're seeing 19 year olds, 20 year olds uh, setting up drop shipping stores that are doing uh, $50,000 a month with just Facebook ads. And 
now you're talking about these courses that you have and tell us a tell us a little bit about your courses and you know your memberships or some of the things that you offer sure yeah so um so more information can be found out about my story and everything that i have to offer at whoissnoop.com um i just started a, a membership or membership a mentorship called who is snoop road to millions um mentorship wow. program and so i've been asked for probably about anywhere from like the past three years you know to start a mentorship program so can you mentor me etc can't mentor each and every person that comes to me um also my time is valuable and so when i'm, I'm doing my mentoring I'm, I'm taking away from my businesses i'm taking away from my family i'm taking away from my friends so um i needed to be able to add some type of value on there for me um while i'm also giving back to others so I've started a mentorship program. Um, I've been doing a lot of research and taking courses myself on credit repair um, and just other little different areas to kind of fill in the gaps of some of my knowledge. So my mentorship program, it includes one-on-one uh, -on -one credit repair. Um, it includes business credit, one-on-one uh, -on -one sessions, um, and also group sessions as well. And just kind of mentoring people on um, each and everything that they have going on. So it's like mentorship and coaching. Um, and it's also business wow. coaching as well. Um, I've been doing one-on-one -on -one business consultations. I still do those. Those are $3.50 an hour. Um, and that's really where I sit with people. I've been doing those more so just on Zoom, you know, here as of late due to COVID. But just where I actually go in detail with them on their current business and what it is that they can do to improve and take their business to the next level. Um, I've also got courses that I have as well. The link is in my Instagram bio. So I'm at who is Snoop on Instagram. And so I've got about six different courses. Three are, three are paid courses. So it's how to open up your own restaurant, entrepreneurship one-on-one. -on -one, so it's opening up any type of business because I've had so many different types of businesses throughout my lifetime. And what I realized is that it's a lot of the same steps in opening up a business, no matter what type of business it is that you have um, and then I also have a course that's that's um, surrounded around saving and investing I'm a really big investor I've got over a million dollars in the stock market um, so really big just saving and investing and so um you know just teaching people you know the ropes of you know how to get into you know investing um right when COVID first hit you know i was really telling people to go hard you know with investing into the stock market it's like hey this is a man-made recession so um there are some stocks that's down right now but once we get out of this they're going to soar back up to where they were and so this is how a lot of millionaires are made during this time period because of different things of that nature so um, i've also got some free courses on there you know um license and permits needed to open up your own restaurant um, how to build the perfect team um, and then there's one that's just based upon um, learning about various stocks how to know that you're picking the right stock so um, I've got a plethora of different information that's out there you know on the internet uh, most of it you can click the link in my bio on Instagram which my Instagram name once again is Huicon. guys y'all if y'all listening to this and you're thinking about business. I mean, this podcast is based on, you know, entrepreneurship and people that want to leave a legacy behind and investing. Like Snoop just hit everything, the trifecta. Like go there, take your money, especially if you're like, you know, what was this going to do? How's this? Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Get the course. In fact, she has free courses that you can invest to in first. Just spend time. Get those. And then afterwards, purchase the course entrepreneurship 101 instead of spinning your wheels seeing you know so many people with success online and, and investing and you know how do i get into xyz business take it from somebody that has been through the the domain of businesses failed successful businesses adding more businesses under her repertoire over a million dollars in the stock market it's delegate
delegating because you can talk to business owners, the business owners that are delegating and have operations and things like that. That's next level management right there. So if there's anybody you want to learn from, this is it right here. Who is Snoop? Uh, check her website. I'm going to include all the links, you know, in the podcast and description. But um, I mean, Snoop, is there anything else that you want to say? Anything else you want to add? And I think we pretty much covered it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, and you know what's interesting? You know, you know what I'm saying? It takes, uh, I guess the last thing I would say is, you know, it when they, they're like, you know, it takes 10 years, you know, to build a success story and all of that stuff. You know, it's really true. You know, nobody, anybody that you see that's successful, they've got... Um, years and sometimes even de- decades of unsuccessful times you know before them and behind them and so you know just keep you know pushing and reaching for your goals um you know be a good person you know have a good character you know and eventually you know you will get there you know have a hungry mindset go out and be open to learning what it is that you don't know you know there's so much information on the internet youtube so courses podcasts you know you name it you know what i'm saying so um definitely guys take advantage of that information that's out there Awesome. And y'all stop looking at these social media influencers that look like they just blew up overnight. Like pitch your head down and work. Like <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, Snoop, last question. What what do you think your your impact on the community is gonna be and what do you want your legacy to be? So I guess I don't that's want my legacy questions. to be just you know what I'm saying, getting out the mud, you know what I mean? Building building businesses the right way. Um, doing right mm. by people, doing right by my staff, doing right by the customers. Um, and, you know, just being a good role model, you know, to the generation before me. You know, I'm at the age now, you know, I'm 35, where I'm really starting to think about um, the generation before me and, you know, uh, moving on to the next level, you know what I'm saying, and passing the torch to someone else. So, um, you know, I want my legacy to be built around, you know, doing things young, you know what I mean, staying true, um, staying humble. Um, and giving back, you know what I'm saying, which is why I spend so much time in recording courses and doing mentorships and things of that nature. Because once you've learned how to get there and, you know, how to make millions yourself, you know, um, I feel like we owe it to the next generation to pass that down. Talk about it. All right. Masterminders, you heard it from Snoop herself from experience after experience and like things that normal people, they're not walking from. They're not recovering from. They get swallowed up by circumstances and yet she was able to flip all of that into a success story legend in the making uh to change escobar restaurant go get the courses y'all invest i know some of y'all listening right now talking about let me go check it out let me go see what she let's go invest take some of that money start that business it's 2021 snoop i appreciate you coming on you know sharing some of your time and i'm wishing you all the best uh thank you so much for having me man i appreciate it Uh uh-huh no problem Hey, I appreciate you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast. Again, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. And blow up my inbox, man. I need to hear your suggestions, feedback, people I need to interview next, topics I need to cover. Again, I appreciate all y'all. And while you're at it, you might as well go to Apple and drop that review. Let's get it. Rah.